Show Me the Science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello there, Luke O'Neill here and welcome to my show, Me the Science Podcast. Now, I've no idea what number we're up to. This must be numbered 1043. It feels like that to some of you who are still listening, I imagine. But it's great fun, and I love doing them. Uh, and I want to thank a couple of people have emailed me uh, to thank me. And it's always nice to get people saying, oh, thanks very much, Luke, here, helping us in various ways. A couple, an Irish couple in Australia actually emailed me. They're working on some farm there, and it's really hot out in the wilds of Australia. And they listen to the podcast, and I'm going, wow, isn't that wonderful? Someone in Australia listening to my podcast. So thanks very much for those well wishes. And by the way, as I've always said, uh, suggest topics and a couple of the ones I've done recently were suggested by people listening and I have a go like if you say something that I know nothing about can I hear people say he knows nothing about most things no that's not quite true but um, there has to be something I know something about obviously and, and the main things I deal with are biomedical but but I'm happy to cover topics if people want to recommend them I'll do my best to cover them so do make your suggestions please now this one is something you're all going to be very interested in I certainly am so this is the science of the four day week now you might say, how can you have science behind a four-day week? Well, science is about data, and a massive study has just come out assessing, is it feasible if we all move to a four-day week as opposed to a five-day week? What would the consequences of that be? Will the bottom line of the company you work for be affected? Uh, would it be better for your mental health? And this, to answer that, you've got to use science. You can ask people's opinion. So if I bump into someone outside in the news talk studio and say, do you want a four-day week? They're going to say yes, aren't they? But the fact is, can you get data and evidence to support that a four-day week would be a good thing? And that's what the, the scientific study has done. Hence, it's about science. And, and hence, we're calling this Show Me the Science. So I want to see the evidence that a four-day week is feasible and useful and can be uh, you know be beneficial to people. And I'm going to give you that data in a minute. Now, now the thing is, why do we work a five-day week anyway? Let's start with that. But in the 19th century, it was a six-day week. And in fact, some people have to work a seven-day week. You know, it was horrible back then. People had to work very, very hard. I guess one reason unions were formed was to give workers the rights that they needed because obviously there was a bit of exploitation going on. But it was a six-day week in, up, to the, up to the 1920s. Most people worked a six-day week. The average number of hours people worked was 100. Now, that, that to me is a startling number of hours. That means like a 14-hour day kind of thing, you know. And all through the 19th century, most workers had to spend most of their time in that in the workplace. And of course, in those days, the workplace was horrible. It was down a coal mine. It was in factories. It was all these jobs. And you were working really hard uh, for most days during the week. Now, that began to change with Henry Ford. He gets the credit for this. Now, some of you may have a Ford car. Uh, he was famous, of course he was, for the car industry and the assembly line. And he moved to a five-day week in 1926. So this five-day week business starts in 1926. Other companies follow. And again, unions get involved actually in demanding a five-day week and employers respond to that. Uh, and the reason why Henry moves to a five-day week is he realised he'd employ more people. That's good. In other words, if you want to keep putting the cars out, if you go from six days to five days, you better employ more people. And yet overall, that'd be good. He said because people can make a wage. And interestingly, one of his motivations there was someone then could buy his car strangely, you know, because if, if people have a job and there's economic prosperity, more people are active in the economy and can buy things and that turned out to be true, so that was useful uh, so, so Henry goes on to employ more people, but he also kind of figured, look 
it'll be beneficial to his employees in various ways if they work, you know, five days instead of six. And the notion of the weekend. Now, there's a another thing that we're all so familiar with. That was a term that wasn't around until the 19th century. In 1879, we first see the term weekend in a magazine called Notes and Queries. And one reason for that is it kind of predates forward a bit. Towards the end of the 19th century in England, in the north of England, employers begin giving their workers Saturday afternoons off and Sunday. So we move away again, it's kind of, you know, five and a half day week, you'd call that. Uh, and the one reason for that was the employers said, oh, look, uh, people will be going out and enjoying themselves uh, on a Saturday and they can spend the Sunday recovering and then turn up bright and fresh on a Monday morning. That was one motivation for giving people uh, Saturday afternoons off, you see, because obviously if it was just a Sunday, they'd enjoy themselves on the Sunday and then be pretty rough on the Monday. So that was one reason for this. It also, by the way, while I'm at it, uh, gave rise to sport taken off in England and all those football clubs, they'd play their matches on a Saturday afternoon and all the workers could turn up and support their favourite team. So moving to that five and a half day week is the reason why football took off and some people think anyway in England. Um, so it just shows you how, how, how these things can have other knock-on effects, I guess. Um, but then eventually we get to the Henry Ford and we end up at the five day week and that becomes the standard. Now, the notion then of a four-day week begins to gain traction. Uh, I've noticed there, were, there have been other studies. There was even studies in Ireland that I've come across which suggested it would work, that it could be useful, right? Uh, so that notion was there. Kind of inspired by Henry Ford, I suppose, that if you go to a four-day, you might again employ more people. And again, people's mental health might benefit from this. But now we have the trial. And here's the data. Are you ready? This is me showing you the science. 61 companies were enrolled in this study. That's a reasonable number, I think. 2,900 employees. Again, a good number of people to look at and monitor. Now, these employees had to volunteer and they were quizzed very closely. What gave this study a special power, I think. Now, again, I'm not a behavioural psychologist by any means, but I could read some of the data. Uh, that number of people is good. And then they could they very extensive questionnaires all kinds of things and the people had to do that they had to be prepared to be asked how do you feel kind of stuff um, and then they made sure there was lots of diversity because again you can't let's say we just did it with one type of work then it wouldn't apply to others or one type of person it wouldn't apply to everybody so again you have to have diversity in these studies to make it scientifically robust in terms of your final conclusion and there was things like people in retail there was people in finance people in the arts the creative industries there was people in healthcare so a good spread of jobs was examined right so we're in good territory here and obviously statistics can be used to analyze the number of people answering and who didn't answer and so on so you can use statistics to get a handle on the numbers but i'm not going to go into the stats part of this but what i will tell you is this 71 percent said they loved it and they reported less burnout and that's a very interesting idea because burnout means you just lose inspiration. You don't want to go to work. It's a drag. You can't do your job properly. You're fed up. You get depressed, actually, as a consequence of burnout. And even though your job is very noble, like doctors get burnout, for instance, it's usually because of overwork and you're uninspired and you can't be bothered. And it's a very understandable thing. So clearly having an extra day off is good for your mental health and you get inspired. You turn up on the Monday, well, maybe not the Monday, but certainly by the Tuesday, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed because you've had that break. Now, we know this, don't we? But but still, 71% less burnout, 65% less sick days. Now, that was a very important number. So overall, people were throwing less sickies, if that's what we call them, right? <laughs> now, why was that? Well, there was, there, were, there was less sickness, first of all. They were healthier. 
is the most likely reason about this, or less reason to say, oh, to hell with this, I'm going to stay under the duvet today. In other words, that's kind of tied into burnout, maybe. But certainly that was great for the employer, because if you take a sick day, that's a pain for the employer. They've got to find someone to replace you, potentially. Let's say in education, if a teacher's off sick, you know. So, so 65% less sick days, that was a really good, strong readout. And then another great one for employers, 57% decrease in people leaving companies. Now remember, people leave companies because they're fed up or because they're tired of whatever the job is or they aren't getting paid enough or the terms and conditions annoy them or their boss or whatever. Lots of reasons people leave. But that was a big effect. So a lot less people leaving. In other words, people felt, I'm going to keep working for this company. I feel motivated. I feel inspired. And again, that ties into the burnout, I guess. So so then that's great for an employer because if someone leaves your company, it's a pain trying to replace them. And, and things slow down, trying to find someone and all that kind of thing. So again, those two, in my opinion, less sick days, less people leaving is justification enough for moving moving to a four-day week very clearly, right? Now, the other thing then, they asked the people, what did you do? They get an extra day off. You had a three-day weekend, effectively. And a lot of them said, well, look, the extra day allowed them to do their chores, you see. Things like shopping or doing your washing or cleaning your house. And then you had two days just to enjoy yourself. And that had a positive effect on mental health. And and what does enjoying yourself mean? Well, hobbies, obviously, socialising. What was also, I think, very interesting was more volunteering. And we we need more volunteers for all kinds of things in our society, don't we? So, So if people have that extra day off, they'll use some of that time to volunteer, to help other people. Isn't that wonderful? So, so, so if we go to a four-day week, we'll have more volunteers. Unpaid work, of course, but still helping in all kinds of contexts. So, so the extra day then, or whatever, allowed people to do these extra things. And what's very important here, I think, is that made them feel more fulfilled as well, remember? Because if you volunteer and you do something that makes you feel better in yourself, obviously socialising is important for your mental health and hobbies and things that you enjoy doing are good for your mental health as well. So it's almost like as if the extra day, you got rid of the boring stuff that you do on a Saturday normally. At least I do anyway, my shopping. That's done on the Friday now. And that might free you for Saturday and Sunday to do other things that give your life more meaning and where you're more helpful to people. So that was all great, you see. Now, of course, the employer is going to wonder, look, if I allow my staff to work a four-day week, my productivity will go down unless I take on more people which will have a cost implication so they looked at productivity and guess what it was unaffected now the bottom line didn't change and in fact the study showed a 1.4% increase in profits or other measures of productivity in the four day week so it actually may have benefited the bottom line which sadly is what the working workplace can be all about. So that was very good. Now, why was that? What the hell happened there? Now, it wasn't just because they took on more people. That wasn't the solution to this. At least my reading of it, I don't think they did. Um, but that was, so it doesn't seem to be that. If you're working a four-day week, you're more efficient. So they noticed shorter meetings. And we all know these long meetings that go on for hours in, in the workplace. It's going to be a waste of time. So shorter meetings. Uh, one I love, shorter emails. And I'm a big fan of that. I get loads of emails every day. Please keep them short. Um, you know, remember the famous phrase TLDR, too long, didn't read. I often put that if someone sends me a long email. So short emails, more efficient, you know. And the third one that was very good, I think, was better planning. They, the, your time in the workplace was planned out more effectively to optimise your time is the idea there and that's a good thing isn't it as well so for example on a Sunday night they noticed some of them would plan the week carefully the four days carefully and that gave rise to more efficiencies as well so human behaviour you see people want to work remember and they want to help their companies and want to see the company be profitable they aren't skiving off so, so they thought how will I make sure I deliver on my job because many most people are conscientious and these this behavioural change 
ensured that the bottom line was not affected. Now, there were some negatives. Um, some said, oh, God, you know, it's very intense now, four-day week. Some didn't like that aspect. And the more creative industries said uh, there was less chance for creativity because they had they call it the less unstructured chat they call it in other words if you've got a five day week it's a bit more relaxed and you can maybe ideas come up because you're a bit more relaxed so so maybe it won't suit certain types of jobs I guess but that was one thing that struck me one slight negative but these are in the, these are very minor the positives certainly outweigh the negatives so it looks overall bottom line from this study is a four day week is great so what this study has caused is I'd say consternation now lots of employers are wondering oh should we move to a four day week many of the companies that did move they've stayed on a four day week because they saw it was so beneficial and of course it may be a matter for governments you never know to advise companies to move to a four day week it's a bit like working from home in a way uh, that was an instruction from the government wasn't it so we'll see now if there's a change in policy now to encourage more four day weeks it wouldn't surprise me it'll start slowly if we fast forward five years, ten years from now, most people may well be working a four-day week, and wouldn't I think that'd be a great thing, based on all these uh, these metrics that have been done in this study. Just when I presume in Henry Ford, there was horror when he went to a five-day week, that became the norm. I predict you can you can call me out on this, and it might take a few years. We will eventually move to a four-day week, and that'll be beneficial. And then, of course, what that will mean is um, Dolly Parton, one of my big heroes, one of my favourite songs is Nine to Five. You may have heard 95. There's a great line in that song. There's a better life and you think about it, don't you? Now, what she was referring to is the drudgery of 9 to 5. I think the better life here will be a four-day week. There you have it. You heard it from me. So thanks very much for listening as ever. And always remember, my podcast is a news talk production and it's available for download wherever you get your podcasts every Thursday. And all the very best.